Look Behind You and Clash Music present. Let's nail this one. You're listening to the LBY Clash Music Podcast. Clashmusic.com. Clash Music. Welcome to the Clash LBY Music Podcast. Coming up, we hear from Sir Paul McCartney. Remember, like, Richard and Karen Carpenter ringing me up to tell me about Jet. And uh, Summer Camp join us for a chat as well. We should probably just never plan anything as well. When we don't plan things, it always seems to work out quite well. And we guide you through the best new music around with tracks from Kisses, Soft Jan Stevens and Gold Panda. You're listening to the LBY Clash Music Podcast. LBYmusic.com Look behind you! Clashmusic.com Clash Music But we start with a track from our album, The Month from Magnetic Man. This is the suitably entitled Mad. Welcome to the LBY Clash Music Podcast, episode number three. This is your October edition. In attendance, myself, Roman. Also, Dave is here. Hello, Dave. hello. Uh, we are both from LBY Music. It's kind of a kind of a mixture of podcasters, record label, bloggers, all sorts, all sorts. A bit of everything, dabble. Also, a man with a proper job title and a proper job. <laughs> Matt from Clash Magazine, deputy editor is here. Hello, Matt. How are you? Hello, not bad. I don't think it's ever been called a proper job in the office. <laughs> <laughs> you do work though, right? I've heard rumours of you doing work. We do a few things, yeah. 
So we started this month's show with a track from our album of the month. It's by Magnetic Man. It is entitled Magnetic Man. We seem to only roll with self-titled albums so far. Last month, Interpol, Interpol, Magnetic Man, Magnetic Man this month. Uh, Matt, kick us off. What do you make of the album? Because it's, you know, it's a pretty important landmark album for dubstep yeah it's a kind of historical album it seems but um not one that we're maybe going to listen to from top to bottom that much pretty schizophrenic you know half the half the album's just big bangers that could be on either screaming bangers album mm. uh the other half kind of these chart stabs should we say <laughs> that uh i think it's kind of an emperor's new clothes as well because a lot of people be like that oh no i'm just not into it but actually if you went down to see Banger play he might drop one of his instrumental ones like the one we just played yeah. and plays to go mental so interesting saw them the other day recording with a massive orchestra so they're definitely trying to take mm. the sound that they have all created themselves uh, and take it somewhere quite new and interesting so you know fair play people aren't even calling this dubstep these days I've heard I've heard the phrase UK bass music which is a brand new genre have they invented something Stop new stop making up new genres I mean I, yeah whatever that means God I don't know yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting case, Matt. I've, as you as you said, I found it really schizophrenic. I found it no less enjoyable for that. Huh. It's kind of a mixture of what I'm dubbing, going to make a new genre now, pop step, <laughs> and dubstep. So you have your kind of KTB featuring tracks. You've got I Need Air. You've got uh, Beautiful Stranger. Uh, so you've got the stuff that people are going to buy in their ma- in their masses, but also kind of really dark, heavy tracks, which is as you said, Dave, could be more termed UK bass, this kind of stuff like Mad We Played, Anthemic, uh, K-Dance, just those real, mm. like, you listen to them and you think, this is slightly mad, this is really off the hook. Is this the, the best dubstep out? I don't think it can be really seen in those terms, but there's, you know, as ever, there's a young team coming along, people like Fella and Truth, and uh, Zed Bias just brought out a great album on True Thoughts, uh, mm. Mad Slinky, so, like, mm. as ever, there's there's kind of, slightly more authentic things going on that represent the scene better but uh, it's nice to see something grow so big so fast and go around the world it's mm. quite interesting at this day and age people can hold on to it for for, for this long as well and it, like they, they they kind of developed it 10 years ago they just want to keep hold of it uh, but it is out now this album Magnetic Man uh, if you've heard it and uh, want to tell us what you think you can hit us up on Twitter at Clash underscore music and at LBY music uh, but we're going to hear a bit of an interview that you did with the guys, Matt, the three of them caught up with them, eating crisps, I think, for a lot of this as well. Yeah, I told them not to, but they're fairly unruly boys, so they ate crisps anyway. So do uh, do apologise for the um, for their uh, enunciation. <laughs> uh, so here is Scream, Artwork and Benga. Behind you! <laughs> I like, you've not any strangers to kind of hedonism, ladies, quite a rock and roll lifestyle and a room full of people kind of adoring your music. So what what do you think is going to change? Bigger show, like, <laughs> shows. I won't be here bigger. Stage shows, especially. Yeah. I think kind of like, especially how we've been received at festivals now, it's, it's been amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're just getting... When you get it right and you get the right crowd and our light show now is like stepped up, it's like 12 people come and set our light show up. That's the most important thing to us, you know. It's like we get to have... Like, can we have a massive like TV that we're inside with us, you know, like, and all these other things? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the weird bit where we first started. We were like, can we have nah? Can we have nah? nah. You can have some cloth. Yeah. You can have some black cloth and you can have a projector. And a lot of black tape. Yeah, a lot of black tape. And that was like three years ago. Nice. That was it. And now it's changed. Where you say, can we have it? And yeah, yeah, you can. Cool. So is that one that wants the one in the video? Is that your rig? 
Have you seen Benga Streaks yet? No. <laughs> you've, got to put a clip, you've got to put a link to Benga Streaks. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That'll show you about the live show. Yeah. That's the fun part of like, right. that's us. It's not your streaking, is that? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, it was. We were in Benicassim the other day and uh, we were sitting there and like, 10,000 people. Uh, temper trap, is it temper trap or temper trap? Temper trap. Temper trap were are playing in front of us, and Ollie's like, I bet you won't streak in front of the, in front of the band, run in front of the band naked. And Ben was like, Yeah, right. How much? <laughs> so he bet him a grand, and he done it. Did you do it? Yeah. Do you pay? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, right? That is not how it goes down. It's not how it goes but down. I what? don't do I mean, that and no. not get paid. No, what? What? Why you didn't get paid? We was meant to pick cash up at a show, and I said I'll give it to him out of that. And then we got there and they said we weren't picking the case for the show. Correct. Do you think uh, the pop world should embrace the excess that goes with everything that you know we bring? Yeah. yeah. yeah why not? Definitely. So I'll tell you what, we don't bring anything that's like malicious, do we? It's fun. It's, fun. it's always fun. Yeah. Like, cut the necks might get broken, people <laughs> might fall off stage, but But no one really dies. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a film. <laughs> <laughs> We're still trying. It's all going to be all right in the end. Yeah. So now that you've kind of got a bit of momentum together, and you've obviously spent a long time recording, and you've got a lot of material, are you have you got quite a strong vision of where you want to take Magnetic Man, or is it purely just one album? I think it's just where it goes. No, just see how how it goes. We've Can't never ever nothing. had a vision or a kind of like we want to do this. That from the start, when people said to us, we started to talk about the idea, and then the Arts Council comes to us and said. Do you want to do this as a live show? You know, the, we were looking for a live band, and we were like, "Yeah, this is what we were talking about. Let's do it." And then we did it, and then we just did the live show, and we were just doing live shows. And then Columbia said, "Do you want to make an album for this kind of stuff?" You know, and we're like, "Yeah." So all the time, it's just kind of seeing where it goes. We're not in control of it. Do you know what I mean? It's not like we've got a plan or a, uh, it's just it's rolling, man. All of a sudden, it's sort of like we know it's everyone's got their game face on now. It's like. We know we have to smash this now. You know what I mean? We have to. Pl- you have to play the game, and you've got to. You can't be saying, "Ah, oh, sorry, man, didn't make that shoot." Do you know what I mean? You, yeah. can't, you, you can't do it. This yeah. is important now. You know, and it's like you've got a bit of responsibility for everyone that does make that step, and all those people that have supported it for all those years. You can't flop. Do you know what I mean? You've got to. You've got a bit of responsibility to say, "Okay, we'll we'll do it." You know, we'll let's take this to and show everybody, not just the kind of scene that it was, to to show everybody. Look, look at this music. Lbymusic.com. Look behind you. Clashmusic.com. Clash music. Still to come, we hear from Mister, sorry, Sir Paul McCartney, and we've got new music from Softjan Stevens. Uh, But before all that, it's the most fun part of the show for all of us. I think we will bring some new music to the table, stuff we're really excited about. Dave, you're going to kick us off this month. I did. I know how much you love uh, Summer Camp, a.k.a. Jeremy Wormsley and Elizabeth mm-hmm. Sankey. So I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll just wind you up by talking to them. <laughs> you're listening to the LBY Clash Music Podcast. So you're just about to go on stage at uh, Club Iberbach in uh, in Cardiff in Wales, is that right? Yes, that's correct. Yes, to, to sound check. So rather than actually playing, I'm afraid it's not... Not quite as dramatic. <laughs> and uh, there was lots of mystery surrounding you guys before you actually came out, so to speak. Some people thought you were Swedish. Some people thought you were Canadian and American. Um, was that all part of the plan? Was this, uh, or was this just a fun project that just got out of control? 
yeah, it was. Um, that's a very good way of describing it. Actually, a yeah, fun project that spun out of control. It remained fun. Uh, we had a weekend off. Um, I've, I've been. In, I've been a musician. I've, I've had my own studio for several years, and we had a weekend off. We just started to do this cover of this old um, old fifties song just for a laugh, really. And uh, then we put it online and, and made like this fake band MySpace um, for it. And now. Uh, sort of a year later, it's not a fake band anymore, it's a real band, and it's us. It was kind of weird when people started listening to it and writing to us and stuff. It was amazing weird, but also quite weird. We should probably just never plan anything, because when, when we don't plan <laughs> things, it always seems to work out quite well. It's, 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 uh, it's been nice. Yeah, you, yeah, you've been received really well around the world, I guess. And have you got any plans to 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 tour, like a, do a world tour? Well, we're, we're putting the um, the EP out in Australia and Japan and America, so hopefully we'll get to go out and, and see some places other than um, other than our kind of bedroom studio. It'd be really amazing, and it's really nice having. That's the great thing about the internet is that people from kind of all over can can kind of find your band, and um, it would be brilliant. I especially want to go to Japan because I really love sushi, and I think I would just I just want to spend like a week there and get really fat on raw fish. I love the kind of redundancy of music journalism yeah. sometimes yeah. Um, because I feel like it's really amazing that people can just write about music that they like and you know and kind of talk about it in the way that they want to talk about it and share it with their friends and like I think it's really really exciting and as a band it's really exciting to kind of have that response from people mm. yeah obviously we, we still love a lot of music other than Clash obviously. like Clash for instance <laughs> you know I am I'm slightly music journalist myself <laughs> so I know I'm kind of biting a hand that feeds me but I think it's a really amazing thing that people can talk about bands that you know just set up their own little online magazine and just like talk about whatever they want we should go now yeah, we have to go and soundtrack now for our, our gig tonight, but uh, thanks, Clash, for having us. Um, and I think that you said that you were going to play one of our songs now, so uh, this is Veronica Sawyer. Really don't know why I'm here. This is my crowd, my scene. A boy dressed like Teen Wolf. This boring bit on a girl's back. His friends take photos with Polaroid cameras. She sways drunkenly. His eyes stare without seeing my drink is warm. I go upstairs as she's sick on his shoes. Start kissing, it's time for me to go. 
And that was Summer Camp with a great song called Veronica Sawyer. Uh, I, I should just clarify, I don't hate Jeremy Wormsley. I don't want to start any beef. Because you know, <laughs> he looks You're not like... going to get much beef off Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like he could throw down, you know? Yeah. You know, big specs. That nerd. He could take me on like a game of chess or something. And Pretty good at ass. a summer slam, probably. <laughs> and that's a great song. We were was, we was saying, you know, that Summer Camp EP, mm. I think at least half of it is really, really strong. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that song. You just yeah. picked David. Okay, well, that's cleared that cool, up. Clear that. So, Matt, what's your choice? Well, this month I've gone for a, a new band, Kisses, who I've had my eye on for a while, and uh, they just keep keep intriguing me, basically. Um, originally, I'd heard that they were adhering to the old 45 format of disco, whole side of vinyl, keeping it nice, slow and steady for the clubs. And then kind of more details emerged, two LA guys, and they did hooked up with an old uh, disco don called Alec R. Constantinos, who'd uh, mentored them in the art of disco. So all seems to be going quite well at this point. I was like, cool, I, I'm, I'm probably going to be into this. And then in the, there's, there's been so much disco revival in the last four to five years, cosmic disco, new disco, balearic mm. disco, everything. And so Kiss has come along, and they just seem to come at this weird angle and just abruptly arrive in the indie scene. Oh, dare they. <laughs> and it's uh, they're, they're touring with indie bands they're playing at XOYO in London they're getting adopted you know they're just suddenly falling into that zone yeah. this track is called Kisses it's uh, inspired by the name from their mentor uh, one of Alec R. Constantinos' song was Love and Kisses and um, it's written by uh, Jesse Keevil and Zinzi Edmondson and Jesse was a travel writer yeah. travelling all over the world thinking about his new Kisses project and um, going to lots of hot places so hopefully he can pick up the uh, all the heat in here the lovely sunshine the rippling shore it's it's it's, it's pure bit of escapism don't start wasting a day for my Change of 
was Kisses by Kisses on This Is Music uh, that's uh, out now I believe cool. I really enjoyed that as a, mm. I wish someone would give, be my disco mentor I wish I heard it about four months ago when the sun yeah, was yeah. Uh, hot <laughs> it's no longer hot damn it I wish I was a travel writer you're listening to the LBY Clash Music Podcast why don't I introduce my pick for the month uh, which is Gold Panda uh, I've Banged on about this gentleman a couple of times in the past, uh, but now at last this month his old album Lucky Shiner uh, has arrived on Ghostly International. Uh, he's a London-based producer. You might know him from uh, last year's Quitters Ragger, uh, which is a great tune. Uh, but yeah, he's allegedly, apparently, he claims sitting on 200 finished tracks, just got them kicking about. Uh, but fortunately, he's uh, pared them down to just 11 for this album. Uh, and I think it's really great if you're kind of into Forte, if you're into kind of Caribou, uh, I think this is something that will really appeal to you. It's a really, really great album, really great piece of work. Uh, so from it, this is the opening track. This is called You.
I really, really love that. It's the track that opens the Lucky Shiner album from Gold Panda. Really kind of like really driving and, you know, people have said it's really ethereal, laid back album, but there's a lot of kind of like drum and bass influence, a lot of kind of really harder stuff in the album. It's really great. Uh, we actually have a copy to give away. The first competition, the first like little giveaway. Wow. Um, if you want a copy of that Gold Panda album, all you have to do is go to LBY Music on Twitter. We're at LBY Music. Uh, and quite simply, just tell us you want the Gold Panda album. Just a little phrase like, I want the Gold Panda album or I want the Gold Powder, Powder, Panda album. Dave's got a really pretty face, oh. something like that. Just, uh, you know, butter us up a little bit. And uh, we'll put all the names that say that into a hat and pick one at random and get it out to you. So at OBY Music on Twitter. Can I just say, please don't say I've got a pretty face because that would just freak, freak me out because... Um, <laughs> it's a podcast. No one knows what you look like. Exactly. <laughs> Behind you. <laughs> now, uh, a look at the music news that's been taking our fancy, picking our interest. Uh, I think we have to start with this Weezer story. Uh, have you guys seen this? So there's a campaign being started uh, to pay Weezer $10 million to break up. Uh, so it's this guy, a guy from Insane. Seattle called James Burns. He's attempting to raise £10 million to convince them to basically just stop. Just, just stop making music, which if anyone's heard Hurley, they might agree with. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah. What were your guys' thoughts on that album? Uh, well, pretty awful. I, I thought they were crap when I was 15, even though I've been to see them. Uh, someone in our office, young April, who's 24, was like, oh, the Weezer album. I'm like, is, is Weezer still valid, April? And he's got a picture of the guy out lost on the front. I'm just like, come on, guys, call it call it quits. So I'm I'm glad to see that someone's actually forcing the issue. I'd like to say, I've got, I've got my lunch money this week for him. It's yeah. it's really funny though because um, when when he when they released the artwork for the album, mm. the amount of people they're just going it's so progressive, it's just you know it's just how they feel and they were watching Lost and it just sums up the album and then you hear it and then there's this one track called I all my friends are insects or bugs or something like that and uh, at first I didn't really like it but it's, that it's the standout track of the album I quite like that now <laughs> it's like my guilty pleasure, pleasure on the tube. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's bizarre. So this guy is trying to—he's trying to raise money on the fundraising site called Point, uh, and he says, "This is a quote from him: This is an abusive relationship, and it needs to stop now." <laughs> <laughs> but Weezer, I think, kind of you know, harking back to the heyday, things like Buddy Holly and My Name Is Jonas. You know, great fun tracks you can still listen to, uh, but maybe, but maybe less left in the past. And kind of talking of the past, Matt. Uh, you want to talk about maybe a potential revival? Yeah, I saw this week that Suede are, are touring. They're not only bringing out a best of, they're going to tour as well. Obviously, they're all going to sell out. And I think mm. this is just yet another little rock that's tumbling around the hill that's about to turn into <laughs> a Britpop revival. Yes. Really? Yeah, I'm just forcing this in here because I can see it coming next year, maybe later next year, and then there will be loads of there'll be loads of tours, loads of reunions, there'll be loads of bands that are trying to sound like Britpoppy. Shed Seven are still touring, they never stopped. It's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. And the blue tones are still going. I tell you what Are they? Well yeah, yeah I'll tell you what could really help this revival <laughs> is Spotify. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I actually to my to my shame in the office the other day, we we made a Britpop Britpop bangers, we called it. Oh, Playlist. Yeah. Oh, bangers. All, there's all sorts of, you know, Ride, Cracked Out the Cooler Shaker. You know, you can stick it all on there. It's just all there, ready to go. You just stick it on Spotify. It's nice and easy these days. You're listening to the LBY Clash Music Podcast. So if you're looking for the best new album title around, you won't do much better than From the Cradle to the Rave, which is the latest project from Shit Robot. 
It's it's being touted not only as one of the longest and most anticipated debut albums, and he's been working on it since 1984, I think. Uh, he's also uh, been pitched as the, the, uh, a bit of a genealogy of the whole of DFA Records. So it's a bit of warehouse in there, and there's a bit of disco, there's a bit of kind of kind of percussive punk funk. One of the dance albums of the year.
Okay, that was Shit Robot on DFA Records with I Got a Feeling. LBYmusic.com. Look behind you. Clashmusic.com. Clash Music. Uh, Soft Jan Stevens. His new album, The uh, The Age of Odds, is just absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. Um, it's released this week. It's out uh, in the UK now, as you listen to this, uh, on Asthmatic, Asthmatic Kitty. Uh, gents, I think we've all heard the album. It, it might be a bit, a uh, bit of a change to traditional soft jam fans, but uh, strong, do we reckon? Yeah, you posted it on the LBY blog last night, and mm. I, I just got in, put it on, and I'll be honest with you, I fell asleep. But <laughs> That's not, not be- a bad song. Not a bad thing because I really, it just relaxed me. But I, I, what can I say? I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm, I love the new Soft Jan Steven record. Uh, I'm an indie kid that went bad with rave. So the moment he starts <laughs> firing out the electronics, I'm, I'm there more than normal. You know, I, I've, I've grown to love him over the years and he's just, he's just gone next level for me. Yeah, the first thing I thought when I heard uh, Too Much, which is the... Second track yeah, on the album, one, yeah. um, I just thought, oh, a little bit kid A, yeah. and it and it really shocked me. That thought, I thought I'd never think of uh, Radiohead and Soft Jan Stevens in the same sentence. Yeah, that's that's a track we're going to play in a sec. But I think that's that's a really kind of yeah good call. I think that's the first thought that came to my head. It sounds like the best of Radiohead, and it's weird because it starts with what sounds like a very traditional Soft Jan Stevens track. It's you know the picked banjo and kind of beautiful beautiful melody great orchestration and then you suddenly crank into this kind of demented track that sounds like it's maybe an animal collective track or something like mm. that when it's you know it's, it's really upbeat and yeah it's been it's been building up for the last five years right so this is his first proper full uh length song album for, yeah. for the last five years i mean he's 35 now and he's kind of matured and this is it's probably the best thing he's done in my opinion yeah, and it's interesting because there was a lot of talk uh, earlier in the year and he was saying in interviews he was thinking about retiring, he was going to stop making music. And then, you know, the whole thing with the, the 50 states, he was going to do an album for each, mm, each state. Yeah. And, but that turned out, you know, he's admitted it wasn't really true. Quality and... control on that is good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was, well, it would, he'd like, would have taken to look like he was 80 as yeah. well. It would have been like, <laughs> and that would be making an album a year. But that kind of transpired. It was a bit of a gimmick on his part. And he's only just made, he only made Illinois and Michigan in the end. Yeah. So like, like I mentioned uh, earlier on, we did post it on the uh, LBY blog and you can listen to the whole album streamed live mm. through an NPR, which is now. National Public Radio in the US. They've got a little app there that we've just posted on our blog and you can listen to the whole thing for absolutely nothing. But I'd recommend you actually get your money out and yeah, buy absolutely. it because it's it's uh, something special. Cool, let's uh, have a little taste of it. This is the track Dave was referencing earlier. This is the second track on the album and it's called Too Much. Riding on that anyway 
or Sufjan Stevens too much and you can pick that up now by heading across to the Clash website which is www.clashmusic.com forward slash audio Time now to hear from a true true musical legend in an age when that word is too readily used it's an honour an absolute honour to be able to bring you an interview with a man who's so much more than historical influence but someone who's shaped what we call popular music today not only that he's a cultural icon an innovator and a national institution as well as Tayo Cruz. We've got Tayo Cruz on the <laughs> no. show. Uh, We've been trying for months. <laughs> it's Daffy from Endubs. No, it's not really. <laughs> it is. It is Sir Paul McCartney. Uh, Matt, uh, he was interviewed for Clash recently. Yep. Was He's it? our current cover. Um, telling the kids how it's done. It's, it's celebrating a reissue of uh, Band on the Run by Wings, which I'm reliably informed by our editor, Simon, is actually the biggest selling post-Beatles album. You're listening to the LBY Clash Music Podcast. Band on the Run felt felt like you were kind of proving something. Did you, was that the case? Do you think you had to come yeah, out with something special? In, in more ways than one, too, because uh, a couple of the guys, as you know, left the band the night before we, of course. we went to Lagos. I mean, you can imagine me getting off that phone call. It was like, ah, okay, so now, okay, try and hold your nerve, mm. keep it together, what do we do now? Uh, sod it, we're going. And I just said, well, I'm going to go. And at that moment, I just thought, it was one of those, I'll show you. And, you know, I will make the best album, you know, I've ever made. There's a line, a line from the song Band on the Run, uh, If We Ever Get Out of Here, which apparently dates from uh, George at a Beatles meeting. Um, does that mean that the song kind of originates from that time, or was it just a line that was kind of lingering in your head? Um. <laughs> Hang on, I'm on the phone! Uh, anyway, yeah, um, I don't remember that being a George line, but, you know, that certainly was to do with all of that. Yeah. I mean, it was like symbolic, if, you know, if we ever get out of here, you know, if I ever get out of here, all I need is a pint a day. You know, think about it, we'd started off as just kids, really. Yeah. And wanted to earn a, earn a bob or two, and so we could get a guitar and get a nice car. You know, that was sort of, it was very uh, simple ambitions at first. But then, you know, as it, as it went on, it became business meetings and all of that, and uh, eventually it was really not fun. Mm-hmm. You'd have to go into these meetings, you know. And, um, so there was a feeling of if we ever get out of here, yeah. And uh, I did. The success of the album, I mean, it kind of went, like we talked about earlier, the, the creative progress of the first few albums. From sort of Band on the Run onwards, it seemed to be kind of very uh, straightforward, kind of popular appeal. Were you kind of keen to consolidate what you'd done, improve your worth as a solo artist, um, rather than kind of risk more, you know, critical derision? Yeah, no, it was just, you know, the way it worked out. I think we just became a better band. I, I'd, I'd uh, you know, um, figured out what I'd been trying to work out, which was, you know, what was the wing sound. And kind of once we had it, then you could be with it. Now that we were more popular, we had actually we discovered what our fans liked so then you you don't you know you don't want to uh, you, you kind of then that's your style you figure okay now well now we finally discovered and that's what happens with bands you know you start off really it certainly happened with the Beatles and with Wings you start off really imitating people and just goofing around trying to find 
what works, what doesn't work. And at the time of Band on the Run, things like Band on the Run and Jet and stuff like that, Let Me Roll It, you suddenly found songs that, that people identified with. Remember like Richard and Karen Carpenter ringing me up to tell me about Jet? And they were like the last people on earth who would like Jet. Because, oh, great record, man. So, you know, it was, it was actually, uh, you know, resonating with people. They were, um, you know, liking the stuff. I mean, for instance, Jet, like Dave Grohl, it's like one of his favorites. Again, I wouldn't think it would have been. But, so, yeah, so what we've done was we've found our style. And so that was like, OK, now we know what Wings is. OK, well, thanks for downloading the show. We'll be back next month, hopefully. In the meantime, head over to ClashMusic.com for all the latest music news, as usual, and some cheeky free downloads as well. You can also visit us at LBYMusic.com. Uh, you find out more about the blog, the label, etc., etc. Uh, you can follow us both as well on Twitter, at Clash underscore Music or at LBY Music on Twitter. And don't forget... Uh, gold panda album to give away just twitter us lby music and just tell us you want it we'll pick a name at random and just to add to that a couple of shouts out as well uh at laura Y, hello to you and at dead sea diver you uh you said hi so we'll say hi back um matt what can we expect from clash online and in print this month okay well yes we've got the maca issue out on the shelves now go and pick it up wh smith saw big news agents um coming up in that issue and the next one so you may be reading this in early November. Um, we've got Aeroplane, Anthony and Johnson's, AV Tear from Animal Collective. We've got a big, big feature on 10 years of Kid A. It has actually oh. been 10 years. Uh, 65 Days of Static and a little interview with that tiny little band you might have heard of called The Arcade Fire. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. uh, Up and coming. Won't catch on. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time, see ya. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Trot. You've been listening to the LBY Clash Music Podcast, the best from the magazine and the blog. Clash is available from all big news agents or subscribe online at clashmusic.com. Also, check out lbymusic.com. It's not hard to sound like James Murphy, though, is it? You're making more and more enemies as you go yeah, along. I know. First I Jer- of, Jeremy Warnsley. <laughs> 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 An unholy alliance. <laughs>